Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red, red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie, and as always, I'll be your host today. Today is Monday, December 28th, and it's a mixed drink Monday. It's also the sixth episode of the podcast. Uh, It's only four more days till 2021. I hope everybody is getting their drinks resolutions all set and ready to go for next year. 2020, a whole new year ahead of us. 365 new chances to drink incredible wines, cocktails, beers, spirits, and ciders. For today's Mixed mixed Drink Monday show, we're going to talk about the grasshopper. Nope, not the little green insect, nor even the bright green dessert. We're going to chat about the grasshopper cocktail, which is actually the inspiration for that dessert. So... Uh, over Christmas, our family had, was planning a Christmas Zoom meeting um, because we all live separately across the entirety of the country with a competition for the most colorful drink. Wanting a green cocktail to go with the red of my poinsettia cocktail that we talked about last week because, you know, red, white, and maybe a little green from some eggnog makes Christmas colors or the Irish or Italian flags. Either way. We needed a green cocktail for this competition. Enter the often maligned poor little grasshopper cocktail. Today we will talk a little history of the grasshopper, a little bit of pop culture referencing, and the classic recipe, and a couple of variations on said recipe. So let's dive on in. Um, so unlike many pre-prohibition era cocktails, um, whose histories or original stories, and in many cases, original ingredients have been lost or often fought over. So meaning multiple people or places, different bars claim to be the original creator. The grasshopper really has an undisputed history, which is, like I said, super duper rare. Um, and in the case of a lot of pre-prohibition era cocktails, we can't even get the ingredients anymore. They just aren't made. The companies have gone out of businesses. The recipes have been lost. We literally can't recreate those. So bartenders are often trying to reinvent those classics with new ingredients that we can actually get a hold of now. But not the case with the grasshopper. Invented in 1918, so a little over um, a year before Prohibition began in the U.S., but um, where the grasshopper kind of has its storied history in New Orleans, they didn't see Prohibition until 1925. So it had a few more years in New Orleans before it became uh, Prohibition. So it was invented by a name called Philibert Gouchette. Um, The cocktail was invented at a cocktail competition in New York City, um, though Gouchette was part owner at a bar in New Orleans called Two Jacks. Uh, It's in the French Quarter. And interestingly, Two Jacks is spelled T-U-J-A, G-U-E apostrophe S. So not exactly how you would think of two jacks, but that's how you say it. Apparently I did look that one up. Um, so cocktail competition, a bunch of bartenders get together, uh, and they are usually given a random set of ingredients and they have to come up with a really cool cocktail. They're a lot of fun. Um, so this is the spot the at two jacks is the spot where the grasshopper would call home for the next just over a hundred years now. Uh, at the competition, the cocktail took home second place, which, like I said, is no sm- small feat given it was likely a national competition, so bartenders from across America would have been competing. Um, it is interesting to note 
that Two Jacks has been open since 1856 and was originally open three doors down from its current location. It moved there in 1914. So four years before the grasshopper first slid across the bar, uh, Two Jacks also introduced the world to the Whiskey Punch, which is another award-winning, so competition winner, uh, and a very bizarre combo of bourbon, whole fresh egg, heavy cream, orange flower water, and sugar. Uh, I'm not sure I could stomach that one, but for anybody interested, I'll drop the link to the recipe on the Two Jacks website uh, in the show notes today, and you can try it out for yourself. So from New Orleans... Um, where the cocktail kind of really had its roots and was well-known, especially during the Prohibition era. The next kind of big step for the grasshopper was in New Orleans, in Wisconsin supper clubs. Um, so the kind of places you would go for a night, a place with linen napkins instead of paper, and they were famous for having served dessert cocktails. Um, another one that we see come out of this place, these places is called the Pink Squirrel. Uh, which is cream and creme de noix and creme de cacao. Another odd combination. Uh, here, the humble little grasshopper has its third ingredient, which is typically heavy cream replaced with ice cream. Um, obviously, Wisconsin has a lot of dairy, so why wouldn't they use ice cream? Uh, it's often also blended instead of shaken, uh, so it gives it that nice thick kind of ice cream flavor or texture to it. Then the grasshopper kind of falls out of favor for a while as a drink that's either quote-unquote too sweet or quote something granny would sip on the front patio or porch. Uh, That is until about, let's say, 15-ish years ago. Okay, a total bit of a guess on that age, but knowing that the current cocktail renaissance or revival started in the early 2000s, I would hazard that Many didn't attempt the grasshopper until at least a few years into that revival. So um, it was probably about 15 years ago. On that note, there were a few trailblazing bartenders prior to the 2000s, but Traction really started to make it be known for the cocktail revival scene in the early 2000s. I remember being in college and thinking that perhaps my generation would be the one to revive having a cocktail and drinking for the drink's sake and not for the sake of getting drunk. Little did I know that that would be true. So during that uh, early 2000s period, we do see the grasshoppers start to become a bit of a mainstay on cocktail menus. It starts to be revived, maybe modernized a little bit, slimmed down from its original recipe. Um, But at uh, Two Jacks, they've still kept the original recipe. So that's kind of cool. And they've never taken it off their menu. It's always just been there. Alrighty, for pop culture. Pop culture references and the grasshopper. Most notably, it has been made into a pie. Um, So that bright green dessert pie that we know. With its Oreo cookie crust, creme de menthe, and creme de cacao liqueurs, and two jars of marshmallow fluff. Uh, Or an entire bag of large marshmallows and whipping cream. It's a doozy of a pie. I really, really, really want to try said pie. Uh, No joke. I love marshmallows, mint, and chocolate, so I think this would be the perfect dessert for me. The grasshopper also appears in two very separate and different movies. Um, 
The first is the 1984 film Romancing the Stone. In one of the scenes, the main character, whose name is Joan Wilder, sits at a bar with her editor and surveys the room and drinks grasshopper after grasshopper after grasshopper. You can tell it's a grasshopper because it's bright green and kind of creamy looking, um, as opposed to an apple martini, which obviously looks very thin and martini-like. The second film is the 1988, or sorry, 1998 thriller Ronin, starring Robin De Niro. So no actual grasshoppers are drunk during the movie, but while discussing torture methods, um, one of the characters, Sam, a.k.a. Robert De Niro, mentions being unable to hold out forever under the pressure of torture. Larry, who he's talking to, a.k.a. Skip Seteth, asks, how did they finally get to you? To which Sam replies, they gave me a grasshopper. Sam later gives a recipe of two parts gin, two parts brandy, and one part creme de menthe which is slightly different than the original and also different than most current recipes that are out there on the market. But um, you kind of get the idea of where they're going with that one. Uh, There are also several episodes of the television show The Big Bang Theory, in which Raj, one of the main characters, is seen drinking the bright minty green concoction Um, at several different bars in several different episodes. So it does get out there and it is seen in pop culture. Just again, it's often maligned and kind of shoved to the side as kind of something that's gross or a little bit weird or something you don't really want to try. But I think it's a cool cocktail. Alrighty, on to the recipe. I'll give you a few different versions of the recipe so you can try them out. And there will be an accompanying blog post for them as well. So first up, we have the classic second place winning Two Jacks recipe. Though I will say their their website does list that it is slightly adjusted from the true original um, recipe that was the award winner in 1918 due to guest preferences. So you're going to grab your shaker and fill it with some ice, about half full, uh, and add three quarters of an ounce each of green creme de menthe, white creme de menthe, and creme de cacao. You're going to add half an ounce of brandy and three quarters of an ounce each of heavy cream and whole milk into your shaker. It's a lot of ingredients. You're going to put the top on your shaker and shake it vigorously, strain it into a champagne flute, and then you're going to top the whole concoction with half a teaspoon of brandy. So it's just going to sit on the top and just kind of float there. Uh, the more modern version which is the one I use, calls for fewer ingredients and it's a little bit easier. So this version, again, starts with that shaker of ice. This time we add equal parts, let's say an ounce each, of green creme de menthe, creme de cacao, and cream. We're going to shake them up, strain them into a coupe glass or a small martini glass. A coupe glass is kind of a rounded glass on a shorter stem. Um, was often called a champagne boob for quite a while, but it's called a coupe. Um, so you're going to strain your drink into that one. It should be noted that your creme de menthe, or your, sorry, your creme de cacao should be white or clear, not brown. So you want um, the white, it's usually called white creme de, menthe, creme de cacao, sorry, um, or it looks clear on the bottle, not brown, so not like a chocolate liqueur, um, even though cacao obviously is chocolate. 
So for riffs or variations on the grasshopper, first up, there's the flying grasshopper that swaps out the cream for vodka. Um, so you're adding three different alcohols together and then no kind of mixer other than the ice. Um, so that would be pretty stiff if you ask me. There's the after eight, which adds dark chocolate liqueur to the mix. So equal parts creme de menthe, creme de cacao, chocolate liqueur, and cream. Um, super rich and sweet, I'm sure. Not sure I'm into that one as much. Then there's the Girl Scout cookie. This one swaps out the creme de menthe for peppermint schnapps, um, which would be a pretty similar flavor to me, but I'm not sure. Could be, could be wrong. So uh, I will link to the blog post in the show notes. Um, the blog post will obviously have all of these different recipes on there for you. Um, and hopefully that shows up in both the website and on the iTunes listing. Alrighty. So with that, everybody, we will wrap up another episode of the podcast. As other, thank you so so thank you guys so much for following along. And if you could hit the subscribe button over on iTunes, I would be ever so grateful. So far, iTunes keeps telling me that there's not enough data to know how many of you are listening and subscribing. If you'd like to get a hold of me, whether you have a question, comment, concern, or a show topic, feel free to reach out to me by email at drinkswithally at gmail.com. So to spell that out, D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I at gmail.com or by filling out the contact form at the website, again, drinkswithally.com. So D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I.com. And um, you can click on the contact form and shoot me a message there. You can leave a comment on any of the uh, podcast posts or blog posts, and I will see them, and I will try and get back to you ASAP. You can also send me a DM or a PM, a direct message or private message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, I would love if we could get some more people over on the Facebook group so the, or Facebook page so we could build a bit of a community there and talk some more drinks offline or off the podcast and more online. Don't forget that on Wednesday, we will release another Spotify playlist. Haven't decided what we're going to do this week, so if anybody has any ideas, I'm kind of leaning towards bourbon this week. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just send me a message. Maybe we'll get your Spotify playlist going. With that, have a great week, everyone. Fill your glass with something tasty. Cheers.